Many of you know Pastor David, some of you may not, uh, but Pastor David Alvarez and his wife Fabiola are here with us today. David uh, works with CCCG Church in Guatemala. Uh, it's hard to say here, I don't know, CCCG, you guys should have shortened it up a little bit, but that's beside the point. But he works there, and uh, I, I, primarily you organize the ministries and missions that your the small groups do and, and for the children. So I'll, I won't say too much about that, and I'll let him uh, give you a little bit more information about that. Uh, but just honored to have David uh, here. Uh, he's been a partner with us back in the days of Neighbors First, and discontinued partner with many who continue to support them uh, through giving through their children's feeding program. And so I'd invite Pastor David up now to share with you what God has laid on his heart. Good morning. Always it's an honor to be with you back and see some faces that I see every time that we came. And of course, we see a lot of new faces, and that, that, that is good. That shows that the church is growing, it's always keep alive. And uh, for us always, it's an honor to be and share with you. And we appreciate the time that uh, the church gives us to share something about how God is working in our lives, like uh, Christians that we are, uh, because something to is very special is that no matter where you are, the Lord is the same. Our enemy is the same, and we put goals in the same goal area. And we can work together doing that, or sometimes we do in our area, we do in our place, and it's good to sometimes we can be together, share our histories, share how God has been mercy, because I know his mercy is over everything. Sometimes I have some issues with his mercy, of course, in another, it's not with me, no, but, <clears throat> uh, but sometimes you feel that he's too mercy, but that is the reason because we are here, his love and his mercy. And I want to talk a little bit about, about that. I want to do apologize, my English, like you know, is not my first language, and sometimes I forget both, either one, but if I say some word in Spanish, please forget me, I will try to translate to the English. But uh, um, I want to talk today a little bit about uh, some of the words I want to uh, I, uh, I want to you open your Bible. Wow, I forgot to ask how you pronounce Ephesians. Ephesians, Ephesians, chapter three. Sometimes the words of the Bible is hardest for us, but. In Ephesians chapter 3, I will read just the verse number 20, but I will talk it a little bit behind and after. But <clears throat> now, um, it's something that God put in my heart to, to share with you, and it's about how, the, how a Christian needs to grow in in the things that God is giving us, because God always gives something to every one of us, and how we need to be uh, good stewards, but of course, overall, is faithful, faithful about if God is calling you to do something, God always will be with you. Sometimes we feel like he's uh, far away, but the most of the time is because we separate from him. But you always count that God will be with you. Through the last uh, three years with the COVID uh, 
time in the world. Uh, I remember that I was stuck here in Prescott when the COVID hit here. I stayed like, uh, I think, three or four weeks stuck here in Prescott. I don't know how to do. I don't want sure if I'm going to my country close the airport. I cannot fly back to Guatemala. And I have still a lot of uh, um, visit to do. That was in March. My ticket was for May. And I have to visit a bunch of churches in the south. And suddenly, I don't know how to do. But I was here in Prescott. I stayed with Patrick and Paula for almost three or four weeks more than suppose I have to be. But um, after all of these things happen, uh, you need to, I have to watch God and see how he was faithful with all the projects that we was doing. I will share a little bit our ministry in Guatemala, but it's, this is the way to God work. God gave to everyone a position in the body and all of us, we need to just be careful to be doing well our work. Usually, we are very good to be uh, criticized the other part of the bodies. And we say, the mouth is not eating well. The foods are not working perfect. The hand is not catching well. But you are the eyes. Just, you don't have any expertise about how to eat, how to talk, how to walk, how to do. But we spend a lot of our energy talking against our partners. But when we work in the ministry like God is calling us to do, we know that we depend for each other. The body can do amazing things, and maybe you can say an artist. You can see an artist making a very nice draw, and you, you enjoy that, that picture, and you said, wow, he's good with his hands. But if you think deeply, you will see that it's not, mo it's not just the hands. Of course, the hands are the ones to express the paint. But for he can do that, he needs all the body be working well. And when we do our ministry in Guatemala, all depends about the rest of the body. And your church has been a very special church for our ministry because through the years, I don't know how many years, I will say, easily 15 years that your church has been helping us, people from your church has been very faithful with us, helping our ministry. And you know that even you are very far away because you are in the very north and we are very south. <clears throat> God keeps us working together like his body. We are the body of Christ. And thinking of this, the 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 chapter 3 of Ephesians in the verse number 20 say, Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us. Let me pray. God, we want to say thank you for the honor that you give me to stay here. I I know that you are the master, I just, I am the, your instrument. Let me be that perfect instrument this morning. And let that your Holy Spirit came and take this time for we can learn from you. Thank you, Father. And please talk that you people want to hear you. In your name, 
Amen. I want to talk about a God to can do bigger thing that we think or we plan to do. Because um, we began our church about 40 years ago, 41 years this year, that God led us to start the program of CCCG in Guatemala. Uh, in the very beginning, we was just, uh, just God spoke to my life to open a church that was more focused in youth. Uh, and I said, okay, God, whatever, I want to work with him. But when I was coming out of the seminary, I, I had a, a prophecy over me saying that God is going to give me a program for kids in my country. <clears throat> and uh, that make no too much sense to me because I really am not very good with the kids. No, <clears throat> I'm not a kid person. And what said, God said, okay, I will give you a ministry with kids. You know, you always said, and something is wrong here. Uh, even you think like maybe the person who was talking to you, I don't know. But you can feel the Holy Spirit moving, but you still are wondering what's going on. But we began to work with a, with a, with a group of people, with a very young people. I was 20 in that time when God allowed me to found CCCG. CCCG is Centro Cristiano Cultural de Guatemala. I know it's a long word. Everybody just called CCCG. You know how the Americans are, everything making shorter. <clears throat> And, and when, when God called us to, to, to do this work, when I said, okay, I will can focus in, in the youth, but we don't have kids. All of us, we were single, I remember. You, you can imagine, I was the person who was beginning this new program for Guatemala, and I was 20, I was single. The people who was around me, all of us, we were single. Um, but God led us to begin to work in CCCG with a different, it's a church to his, uh, I came from a, a, the seminary for a very big church in the United States, the Foursquare Gospel Church. It's a very nice church and I came from them. I learned everything from, from them. And, but I began to make something with, with them. But I, of course in my heart always was thinking about kids. But you know, when God gives you a call, when God gives you something to do, because I'm pretty sure that God has something special for you. It's like you can be a follower of God through the Bible. I always say to the people, if you are not good hearing the Holy Spirit, read the Bible. But always the Bible is the second option. The first option is always our relation with God our relation with the Holy Spirit that they lead, because that was the promise to Jesus give to us. I said, it's good to I go, because if I go, I will send you the Holy Spirit, and he will, <coughs> he will teach you. He will let you know everything that you need to know. So that was a promise, and God always accomplished his promises. And if he said that we are going to have somebody to his bidding teaching us, what he is expecting from us, I know that he will accomplish that promise. Of course, that is, that is an individual work for you to do. Because in the Bible, you always will find what God is expecting from the church, like a body of him. But what God has for you, what is the goal 
that you are here in the earth because we are not just here because we are a mistake or something wrong happened with us. God put us in, in the earth for do something specific. But you never will know that at least you got deep in your relation with God. Because you can say that, David, I, uh, I do all the Bible. You remember this man to come with Jesus and said, what can I do for coming to, into the kingdom? And he said, you need to save the commandments. And God, Jesus told something about him. And he, his answer was, okay, I do all of these things. I, uh, I think I'm good because I accomplished that. Thank you. And uh, you remember what Jesus says? Jesus said, okay, now you just need to sell everything that you have and give to the poor, and you will be done. And he said that he was sad because he had a lot of things. He said, uh-oh. That is the specific call. We know that we need to accomplish the Ten Commandments. We know that we need to love God over everything. We know that we need to love our partners, our people. But what God have for you? What is the, the thing that you, are, you need to do? And praise the Lord. <clears throat> For his mercy, like I told you, I love, enjoy his mercy. Not happy how his mercy with others, but with me, I'm very happy. And, and I, I told him, okay, God, what do you want I do with these kids? Because I don't have nothing, nothing specific for them. I was a kid, 20 years old. I really don't know what it means to deal with the problem with kids. But God began to work with us. We was about 20 20 people started the CCCG. All of us were single. But we began to date each other. We get married. We get seven couples from the founders of the CCCG. And for these seven couples, we have 21 kids. Thus, I began to see kids coming in, in the Tui church, you know, but our own kids. And I always say, God, okay, I think you told something about kids. I will begin to work with kids. Believe me, we didn't make any new or spectacular thing with the kids. That church that I came from, they have a very nice program for kids. They call the Cadets of Christ. I, I took this program. Of course, that program was right for American kids. But I took that program and I said, have to be something here for me. And we just make some changes, we adapted more for the Latin American churches. You know we are very different in some cultural things. And we began to work with our kids, grow our own kids, and put a lot of energy in our own kids. But later, when the church was raising about 20 years, <clears throat> God calls, calls us to move because the church was growing, but we don't have a, a nice place to stay. We, the church began in my home. The, the garage was the church, and, but the garage was getting smaller, smaller, smaller. Well, the church was growing. And we have to move, and when we move, when God shows us where he wants to we work, it's, 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 it's all that, that I'm saying because we was looking for a place to move the church but we was expecting some, a few things. I said, God, I don't want to have something big, nothing beautiful. I just want a place to fill three small things. I want to have this, this, and this. 
And of course, uh, that was very expensive. We cannot get very well. And a member of the church was having some issues with his property. He, put a, he made a loan with the property and he cannot pay the loan and he was losing his property. And he said, David, why don't you preach for the church? But that property was the worst choice that you can have it. <clears throat> Even I escaped many times the invitation from him to go and visit the place. I said, you need to come and see the property. I know you will like it. I know you will like it. But I said, uh, I don't will go to this neighborhood for nothing. <laughs> but one day he was insisting too much that I said, I will go in that way. I can shut up this guy. No? <clears throat> And I went to, with him to visit the property, but like I told you, it's, it's, when I just crossed the door of the property, and I can hear very clear God saying, done, this is the place. And I was watching, I ran and said, it's, it's like when you're in the university testing, testing, one, one, what is your channel, channel one, channel one. I think maybe God is speaking with somebody else and I have the wrong channel, no? And I said, God, something has to be here. This is no way. It's no way. That is, cannot be for us. But thank you to his mercy. I follow his word. I'm not saying that I was agree, but I follow that sense that I have to God was speaking with my life. And we moved over there. And the the bigger need in that area was the kids. We have a lot of kids. Many of you was in our church in the very beginning, and you know how the neighborhood was. Right now, it's a full different neighborhood, but uh, 20 years ago that we began to do this work, that was uh, a lot of needs. It's still our needs, but in that time, that was a gang area. The gangs uh, was the one to control all the neighborhood. That was a very dirty place, a lot of trash everywhere. You know, this neighborhood that you don't never will go. But God called us to be there. And the Bible said in this chapter, in this verse that we read, that he can exceeding. You know what exceeding is to go over everything. He's, he, he can make to some small thing or something to is not for you or you think it's, it's not right, he can exceed it abundantly. So it's two words that we usually don't use together because it's like, I don't know the word in English, but we said in Spanish that we repeat two things in the same way. Uh, exceeding abundantly is like, say two things that don't go together. Or is abundantly is exceeding, but both try to say the same thing, something bigger, something. But it's not a mistake in the Bible. <clears throat> no. God really wants to be very clear about if we let to He talk in our lives, He can make things that we ever never think because He said, ask or think. And we, you just need to follow that voice. You just need to follow what God is giving. Because I always, God can come and say to me, okay, David, you can ask what do you want. And I said, I don't will ask you nothing because I don't know how you can give me. 
Maybe I don't know words that you have for me that if I ask you, I will be above of everything that you can give me. And I said, what do you want for me? What you are expecting from me? Why you put all of these gifts? Why you put everything that you put in my life for serve you? And of course, when the Holy Spirit came, you have everything that you bring when you was born because God supplied your life with all the tools, all the uh, all the weapons and tools that you need for make your work. But when the Holy Spirit come over you, they give extra gifts. You know the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Those are, those are available for everybody, but not all of us we take them. But the abilities that you have when you was born, they, is, they are with you. They stay with you. And you will have for the moment that you was born, and they will stay with you when you die. But when the Holy Spirit comes in your life, it's different because this gift, you need to approach them. You need to take them. You need to make ownership of this gift and put it on the service together with the thing that he gave you. Because I don't know if you know it at the end of this verse, said, according to the power that worked in us. It's not according of the power of God. They don't say this is according of the power of God. He's saying it's according to the power to us in us. Who decided how big can be your God? Us. We are to let him to do whatever he wants in our lives. And this seems to exceed all the things that we can think. <coughs> when we came to this place, <coughs> of course, I invited the members of the church to come the next Sunday after service. I said, I want to you see that place. I know that that will be a very bad place. And I, and I was hoping that the people said, no, David, there's no way that we came here. <coughs> So I invited them, and we pray over the place, and I remember to the end, they said, oh, no, David, wherever he got put in your heart, this is the place, go ahead. We will work for this place. Of course, after with the years, all of that, all, all the members of the church confessed me that they said, wow, David had to be crazy. He wants to work here. <laughs> But praise the Lord, in that moment, they say for themselves that, that they told me, no, David, God is with you. We can work here. It's because sometimes we don't let to the Holy Spirit make the things that we already have produce fruits, produce what he wants. And like I told you, everybody in their own position. I'm not saying that you can say, David, I would be nice if I open another church like you in Guatemala. No, because you are not calling to open a church in Guatemala. You have your own call. You have your own goal to accomplish in the kingdom of God. Of course, God took care of me. Like I always said, just like an extra, this is not in the sermon, but I will share something beside. Is Of course, I have the blessing to have a grandmother. My grandmother was one of the first evangelists of the gospel in Guatemala. God blessed me with a perfect mother. I have a perfect, perfect, perfect mother. And he told me everything about God. He showed me with her life everything. 
even when she died, she died trusting in God. And I have this blessing. And the nice thing is both of them, my grandmother and my mother, get a lot of promises from God about us. And the nice thing is God accomplished his promises. Thus I can say, God is not my fault. You promised to my grandmother. I'm just here for receiving it. God, you promised that to my mom. It's not to me, but you promised. <clears throat> it's, that is an extra blessing that you can leave for the next generations. I hope that you can give blessing in your next generations because many of the things that's happening in my life is just because God promised to my, for my family. I'm just enjoying these things. But coming back to, to the work that we need to do, um, when the Bible said, <clears throat> above all that we ask or think, I, I talk a little bit about ask first, because <clears throat> it's, it's what the, the, the teams came from the United States to Guatemala. I said, David, what do you want we do? What, what do you want to we be doing in, in, in your ministry? I said, what God put in your heart? I said, no, no, but, but I, I like to you tell me something. I said, the, the problem is I don't know everything that God can do in our ministry. And if I ask you something, will be limited to my knowledge, limited to the thing that I have in my mind. But if I let you tell me something, maybe the thing that you will tell me, even I never think about it. So when you ask, you need to be careful about what you ask with God. When you are talking with God, you, need, you really need to be careful. Because we get kind of excitement when... I don't know when you, you can imagine coming, uh, at least for me, in a coffee shop, and they put me all of these coffees and said, David, which one do you want? And I said, well, all of these kind of coffees. And I will begin to look each one of them. Oh, this is a good coffee. This is a good coffee. Oh, I like this. These four of them, I'm not sure. I never seen that before. Because it's like you separate them because they said, <laughs> Could be dangerous, could be good, could be bad. I have just one choice. I will look for my favorite choice. And that is the moment that we lose the capacity to ask to God. Because when, if God give me all of these choices, I will say, God, which one do you want to give me? Which one is for me? I don't want to take Fabiola's coffee. This is Fabiola's coffee. She can enjoy his, her coffee. But which is the coffee that you have for me? What, what you are expecting from me? What is the thing that I need to ask you? When, when we began to work in the program with the kids, in, 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 in some moment that was kind of uh, new for us. We really don't know how to, how to deal with the kids. And I was thinking, okay, God, what do you want we do? I, ha I walk one day around the neighborhood, and God showed me where specific he wants to I focus the energy of the program. <clears throat> and um, I was thinking, God, I think, because God focused me in two areas. Uh, show his love and fear, because with God, it's completely different love and fear. 
It's not that we live always scared about God. And when you see God, God, here I am. And I know I'm not a good person, but here I am with you. No. It's not this kind of scare. It's that a kind of fear that you respect him, that you don't want to offend him, that you don't want to do something improper to him, not because he will be mad and he will punish you. It's just because you don't want to offend him. Because God is asking to show to the kids love and fear. And the second was education. In Guatemala, in all our Latino countries, I think the cancer to killing us is the education. The education in our countries is very lack, very, very bad. And God sent me education. And I said, God, okay, about your love and fear, I think I can handle that. But education, I don't have any idea. I said, I don't know how to. And God began to provide. But I didn't ask. He told me. He, he said to me, what do you want to do? I said, no, what do you want to do? Why we are here? You are the ones to need to tell me. But of course, you need this touch of the Holy Spirit in your life that you can hear. I was, talk, I was teaching about uh, praying like uh, two weeks with my cell group. I, we have cell groups in our church. We divide it in small groups that we join every Tuesday and Thursday night in a home of a member of the church. And I am in charge of one of them, and we was talking about prayer. And when we was talking about prayer, I said, okay, everybody pray today? I said, yes, 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 okay. What God tells you this morning? Because I went one by one. You pray today? Yes. What God answered to your prayer? Uh, and you? And you? And you? And when I finished to the check, everybody, nobody have an answer. I said, how you can pray and don't receive any answer back? I said, no. It's, said, if you pray, you expect an answer. If you are praying and don't receive any answers, you are not praying. You are talking. <laughs> that usually we do, no? You go to pray and God, God. Some people say, no, I know, I, I want to share something. One of the members told me and said, my mother was going through a very hard time and I began to pray for God that he healed her and we went through three years, two years that a very hard time with her, but I want to praise God because finally he, he's healing her and he's doing better. And I said, what you did in the two years that you asked and you received the answers? What you did in that time? She said, waiting? I said, you don't know how to pray. Because I will ask for my mother and say, God, my mother is sick. I will wait to hear what he wants to say to me about my mother. He can say, David, I will heal her. Okay. I, never, I don't know if I will ask when. That could be a good question. But I never ask when. But if God is going to say, I will heal her. I can wait 20 years waiting for his heal. That I, have, I will be enjoyed in peace. I know that God always will do whatever he answers me. But she passed two years sad watching her mother don't be healed. I said, the only thing that you did with your prayer was take your peace away. You need to hear from God right now. 
If I go to pray, God, I want to God tell me now what he wants to do. And when I, when I said, okay, God, what do you want to do with these kids? Education. Mm. That sounds difficult, God. But I know where I need to go. I know what we need to do. So I began to ask, how can we do? You remember the ones who came in the very beginning? We began with some tutorials in the afternoon for the kids. And we began to improve computer labs. We began to do something for the kids around. Because I know exactly where to go. That don't mean God is going to accomplish that in one week, in one year. We know even right now we have 20 years of working with the kids. And I was talking with the Dr. Blackson and said, ah, I feel like we are behind. But we know where God wants to we go. And we know very clear that. When you ask, be careful of what you ask. Because sometimes we ask just under our knowledge of our desires. And we lost the opportunity to have something new that even you don't know to exist. I remember when the construction teams came to Guatemala to work, they began to build some strange tools. The Jojo, you remember who? Jojo is the name of one thing that you made to make the wires like. <laughs> we do by hand, one by one. <clears throat> And I said, it's good to do, I don't ask what we need, because I said, do, you, do we need to bring some tools? And I said, whatever, you will be tidying wires. And that's all that I say. You can imagine, and I tell them, bring some pliers, because we do with pliers. I never know about this fancy toy, no? Is, is, you need to be careful. You need to say, okay, God, that is the reason because Jesus said he will let you know. Because it's the Holy Spirit the one who will let us know what he wants from us. Sorry, I, I didn't see the, the clock, what time I begin. Where is Andrew? Andrew, when I don't, you just tell me. <laughs> Uh, but I want to share that, of course, right now, the COVID came and hit all the world. And, of course, in some way, we was hit. We, we, we was serving 500 breakfasts every day for the kids. Today, have a nutrition breakfast before they go to the school. In Guatemala, the education is lack, and one of the worst things is the kids come uh, starving to the school. And when you have a kid starving, no matter if you put a very nice school, because God is allowing us to build new schools for the kids. They have teachers in their own languages. We have a lot of Mayan language villages, and we have the people there. But the kids are not healthy. The kids are not uh, getting a very good nutrition. They don't will learn, no matter what you do. And we began to serve breakfast every other day. We cannot feed them every day. We do every other day. We are working in 14 villages so far. And, but through the COVID, you know, we have to close everything, the school closed, the, uh, the restriction for moving Guatemala was 
very, very restricted. God provides also a special license for humanitarian work, and they allow us to still, through the careful, be working in our villages. But of course, we was done serving breakfast. We bring the food for they can share in the families. The families was in the villages. They don't have work. They don't have food. So God help us to keep giving them. But of course, all the support outside of the teams slowed down. They was completely closed. Even the day to Guatemala closed the airport, we have a team in, 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 in Guatemala, by the way, from Portland. We have a Portland team in and there was like a 22 of the teams, and we cannot put all together in the same plane. You remember, you can imagine trying to put 21 people out of the country in 10 hours. And we put three in this plane, three in another. Some went to Miami, another went to Atlanta, another went to Houston, another. We're, we're just trying to get, they get back to the United States. I was here. I was here in uh, Paula's home enjoyed his her pizza. I, I, I hope that I can have more pizza this trip. And <clears throat> but uh, we have this team to, to to come to support us to make to everything it's going on. Of course, they closed the airport one Tuesday. The follow Friday we have another team coming, and they cannot come. And after that, we have just one team in 2020. They come in November of 2020. I was very excited to, in the middle of, of the pandemic, a full team came. That was a, a crazy one. Said, we want to go. I said, you, I, we want to, you come. Do you think we can make it? It's all about you. Because we were we willing to receive you. We received a team of that year. The following year, we received just two in the 22. And this year, we already have so far about four or five teams already came, and we are expecting another five. But in, in 2019, we was about 20, 22 teams per year. Just everything is slowed down. Everything looks like, uh, uh how we are going to make this moving. God provides us two camps that we have the kids, and we have the church work in these two camps. Just the maintenance of these two camps, in one camp we have 100 beds, in the other half we have 60 beds, and you can imagine keep this running, these camps are, we depend on the teams to come. Every time to a team come, they stay with us, and we charge some every night for they stay in our camps, and that is the way that we keep running these camps. And when you don't have nothing, when you have 20 teams coming and suddenly nothing, is when you said, God, <clears throat> what is the next step? The, the verse 19 in same Ephesians 3 said, And to know the love of Christ, which passeth knowledge, that ye might be filled with all the fullness of God. Sorry, I know the version that I used, you don't like it. But I think it's the closer to, it's to the original ones. And I really want to understand what God wants to say. When I read your, your version, the version that you use, I said, they really steal a lot of the real words. But does I like the difficult one. But it's because hey, they say that we need to know the love of Christ. 
to pass our knowledge. I said, okay, God, believe me, I never get nervous. I never get nervous. I know that God is going to do something. He promised that when I began 40 years ago, this church, and he told me I will be with you because I said, God, if you don't promise to be with me, I don't will do nothing. And he said to me, I promise I will, I will be with you. So if you don't go with me, I don't will move. And he said, go ahead, I will be with you. 40 years later, or 38 years later, because that was two years ago, I know that God is going to do something. I know that God is going to protect his work because say, God, I am just your servant. If it's not my job, it's your job. I'm not doing for myself, I'm doing for your kingdom. You are the king. I'm just a servant. If something wrong is with me, it's because my boss is not good. Yeah, because I'm servant. The servant, we don't owe nothing. The servant, we don't decide the things. We just follow our master. And he's the master. And I said, and believe me, through the COVID, God bless us. I have a family in South Carolina who told me, David, you will lose all the teams. You will lose a lot of the maintenance of your places. And God put in my heart that I will help you to you stay good. You need to survive. When this is gone, God will come back and he will give you more teams and everything. But right now, God is asking me to be your partner. And praise the Lord, he was a very faithful person. He really helped us. And I really don't feel any problem with, with the pandemic. Of course, now, praise the Lord, the pandemic is gone. And we need to begin to invite new people to come. Invite your church to come. Invite uh, if some of you are be willing to help us with our ministry. Uh, still, over the years, uh, our people from your church to have 10, 15 years to be a sponsor a kid. You can sponsor a kid in our village for $30. And we have different ways that you can send the money. We have some forms in the back of if at the end of the service you want to join with us and join with another members of the church who have been doing that for years. And we said, okay, God, now it's time to we begin to invite the people to come. I know it's, uh, it was a very difficult moment for the church, at least here in the United States. Many of the people never come back. Maybe of the people slow down in his work for God. I don't understand why, because in Guatemala, we have like, uh, in CCCG, we have maybe six months to be just online. But after when the government allows us to be in the church with, separate, with some distance, we need to keep like a meter and a half between a person, between half. Said, okay, guys, uh, the church is a, a small. We, have, we can hold just 200 people. And when you put a meter and a half between each one, you can hold like a 60. And, and we began to say, okay, we have 60 seats. The first 60 to apply for these 60 places, you will be with us. And we have to say, okay, it's finished. We keep you for the next Sunday. So you need to be very, very good for take your position in the church. When they said, okay, now just one meter, we put more people and we open the place. And when, when, when the government said, okay, you can be together again, 
all the people of the church came back. And, but now we, want, we are here just for, don't ask God what he wants to do with us after pandemic. Because I'm pretty sure that my thoughts and my heart is very small compared to what God has for us. I just come to invite you to be part of us. Many of you are being in Guatemala with us in our ministry. Many of you are being walking in our villages, walking in, in our neighborhood. Many of you know our kids. We have about 1,200 kids right now. And of course, they grow a lot now. And, uh, but we have new kids, always are new kids. And we want to ask you to, to be part of our ministry. We want to encourage your church to send a team, visit us, watch how we are doing, and see how God tells to your hearts. Because at the end, that is the most important thing. Follow what God has for you and for your church. If God says, sorry, this is not for your church, okay, I don't will see you again. But if God said, you can be part of this uh, ministry, it will be an honor to have you with us. And I just want to invite you to, to expect something bigger that you can think. I want to invite you to put in your heart the desire to do things that you ever think before. It's hard to do things that you don't think because everything begins with a thought. And how you can do something that you don't think, I don't know how God do that, but he does. He said that he will do bigger things than our thoughts have it because he will do. And I be a witness of how God gives you more than ever you can think or you can ask. Thank you for the time, and I hope to see some of you in the close future in my country. God, we want to say thank you because you always is with us, trying to, we understand your kingdom, trying to understand what you have for our lives. Thank you, God, because you send the Holy Spirit who is the one to lead us in this life, to lead us through everything that we go through. And we always want to be close of you. We always want to understand what you have for us. Let us to never be away from your will. Thank you, God, and thank you for this church. Thank you for their love for our ministry. And I, God, we want to ask you a special blessing for all of them. The Bible said to everybody to give to the poor, loan to you. I want to you keep this loan for all the people who has been helping us. I know you will one day you pay back. And I know this payback will be more than we ever think. Thank you, God. In your name, amen. God bless you.